one. Aloha. You are listening to the Rolling Vets podcast, podcast by veterans for veterans and civilians alike. I am Lucas Monster, co-host, and I am flanked by my Marine veteran peer, Chris Ellis. We would like to extend an invitation to you, the listener, to journey inside of our realm to discover what it means to be a rolling vet. That was a lot better than my fucking failure of a mistake last week. <laughs> so I don't, I don't ever listen to these fucking podcasts because I, I hate the sound of my voice playing back to me. Really? You don't listen? Oh, you don't even listen to our own shit? Dude, I try to, man. I just, I can't fucking listen to myself talk. It just... So, it just it freaks you out. I don't know, man. I just can't get into it. Um, I don't listen. I don't listen to like all of them. I listen yeah. to some of them. Um, if I'm like, you know, fuck it, like, I I, I want to relive this conversation. Yeah. Like, let me. I, just, I did let listen me just to the one back. of uh, you and Aaron when I was oh when I was at the Steelers game. I missed one. That's why. Oh and yeah, you yeah. Shout you're like the Steelers are gonna fucking lose. They and, fucking didn't. Yeah, they won. They. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, but um, I did. I did listen last week to my voice on the just the intro to see if I, how bad I fucked it up. I was like, God damn it! I was like, I need yeah, to you you, that shit. you slaughtered it. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was it was pretty ugly. <laughs> my one of my buddies that listens uh, was like, was like, hey man, it wasn't that bad. I only fucked up once. I'm like, all right, all right, nah, yeah, right. It, with practice, like I practiced the shit out of it before yeah. I started, and then like I had that one fuck up, but I was like, you know, what? it's authentic. I want to keep it in. It's genuine, you know. That's why people, I said keep it. That's why I did, we only did one run for mine. That's, that's why I never really like edit, like edit, edit the like, uh, like the audio or like yeah. whatever. Like when we say shit or stumble upon shit, you know, it's part of just natural speech, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stutter, like I'm gonna stammer, I'm gonna fucking, you know, mispronounce words. Like I might mispronounce this dude's first name here in a in a fucking second. But like, <laughs> also, we're getting, we're new to this shit. Like fucking having yeah. a conver- guided conversation and shit. You know? Yeah, we're like uh, we're like Lance Corporals in the po- <laughs> in the podcast realm. We're like you know we're we're a little bit seasoned now. We're coming up, I would say. Like yeah, uh, how long do you think we've been doing? It's like eight months. Probably oh, we started. We always started the Marine Corps birthday, right? Marine Corps birthday, so November. So how long has it been since November? Because it's damn, it's been like, a minute. Six months, my half a year. Okay, so I was close. Yeah, I was yeah. I was fucking close. So yeah, half a year. So, you know, we got our. You start off private, and then we got we got automatically promoted to PFC, <laughs> and then now we our time in service and time in grade. We reached uh, Lance Corporal, and Lance Corporal, you allow a certain amount of like leniency when it comes to fucking up. It's not until you're an NCO where it's like unacceptable. If you fuck up on something major, it's like, oh. It's okay. You're just a fucking Lance Corporal. You didn't know any better. <laughs> but now, you know, until we re- reach that like corporal status, you know, the NCO status of podcasts, which I don't even know what that would even look like. But I guess after like, how long does it take to pick up corporal? Probably like a year. So I would say like a year and a half. When we hit that year and a half mark, I think we'll hit the year and a half mark. Yeah, we'll hit the year and a half. Mark. That'll be like when we reach like corporal corporal status. I'll fuck with it. Yeah. All right, but, so, uh, who was the the listener that re- recommended this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So before we get into that, um, I want if you've been listening to our last couple episodes, you have noticed that we have had the same intro and outro. Finally, um, that is due to my uncle Manny. He is a fucking wizard with the beats, and listened to a couple of our sh- fucking episodes and was like, "Hey, like this fits the vibe." Sent it over to me, and it was fucking just perfect. Yeah. It was absolutely perfect. Yeah, Lucas but- sent to the group chat and it was like unanimous. Everybody was like. Fuck yes. Like, yeah, this, this is it. This is this it. Is it. A nice kind of like West good. Coast. I mean, kind of like West Coast zoner chill yeah. vibe, you know, where you, we can talk about shit. So, um, but <clears throat> to answer your question, 
So today we're going to be going over uh, Rudyard's Kipling's poem titled If. And the person who gave me this idea, this suggestion to, for us to go over this was actually um, uh, Captain Andrew Carlson, United States Marine Corps. Um, he served initially in, as a second platoon commander in my infantry company. And then next workup and deployment was my XO, probably one of the greatest men I've ever served under and for and with. And um, yeah, and he's an intellectual dude. He's the one that actually got me into audiobooks too. So he was one that used to just crush audiobooks and kind of get me fucking motivated into that. But, and then I think this is a like a beautiful poem. I actually sent it to one of my buddies not too long ago. He was going through a little bit of tough times. And um, it's not like an inspirational one. It's basically kind of just a, a moral code to live by. Like, what was your first impressions of the poem before we before we read it, Chris? Well, it was like have an outlook on things differently, you know. Yeah, that's that's, that's a big vibe I got it from. Like, like uh, as I want, I want to give our full thoughts about it first. I want the whoever reads it or listens to it, whatever. With say. like an open mind. Yeah, with, with an open mind. I want them to us to put a picture to it and then think about that picture the entire time. Mm -hmm. So you, you want to take it away? Are you going to read it or what? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 like a motherfucker. I'll fucking read it. I mean, the one thing I will say, if you go on YouTube and you're fucking I, yeah, interested that, in listening to some bomb-ass poems, there's something about a dude that sounds like the, the baddest dude in a saloon in like the Wild Wild West and reading a fucking gnarly-ass poem. Like, there's something about that that's just super yeah. dope. And I think, like, the way he read it and the way I tried to read it were two completely different things too. Oh yeah. Like yeah. You, Cause everyone reads like the rhythm differently. Yeah. You know? yep. So I think the best way would be the audio version first to listen to it. That's I listened to I listened to like three times over when we've been mm -hmm. home from work. That's when I heard it the first time or can't like stumbled up across it the first time was uh like the audio version. I was listening to uh actually the man in the marine uh the man in the The Man in the Arena by Teddy Roosevelt. And that one is fucking super dope too. It's actually Tom Brady's like his documentary series about himself um, is titled after that. That's a good one too. But that's how I stumbled upon this one. Uh, this one and a couple um, James Joyce ones were really stuck out. But I'll get this one started. So this one's titled If. And Rudyard Kipling actually authored a very famous novel that escapes me right now. I will look <laughs> it up. Think about it. Yeah, think I'll think about, about it. it. Yeah. But it goes like this. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating. And yet, don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you give your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss 
and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long enough after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can walk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of a distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Fuck yeah. Motor boner at an all-time <laughs> high. Uh, so what, what, what did you think when I, when I brought this up and... And I was like, hey, guys, you should, you should give this a read. Well, honestly, <laughs> I know you've been on your poem shit. I was like, all right, here we go, Moz. Fucking listen to, let's, do some, let's do some fucking poems. And I was like, all right, I'll fucking I'm always on my poem shit. Always one, on your poem shit. Yeah. One episode, I'll read, I'll read some old ones I actually wrote in the Marine Corps. Yep. And uh, I fucking, I was like, all right, I put it on. And I heard that dude's voice, dude. And I was like, all right. And then after like getting like through half of it I was like this is this is fucking good then I then after that I got through the initial like listening to it I wanted to like actually like think about the words you know because mm-hmm. I knew we were gonna talk about it and I think one um part of that poem that stuck out to me the most was if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it all in a turn of pitch and toss, toss and lose and start at your beginnings like that right there and never speak a word about your loss yep that one that one that kind of like epitomizes the poem for me as well that's, yep. that's a that's a good one yeah, why, that, why did that, that why did that one speak to you that uh so much i feel like at no point should you let your negatives in life steer you from the course of where you're going you know mm. like if everybody's gonna have negatives happen to them everybody's gonna uh, have hard times fall upon them but it's how you handle those times and how you move forward without holding on to the past. And it's a big thing we all do. We all hold on to the past relationships, you know, um, stuff like that, you know, could be things that were negative against us or, you know, whatever life threw it, you know, but it's how you get up and how you keep moving. And, and, uh, that right there is just, like you said, epitomizes. So, so Kipling, when Kipling's meaning that he's meaning, you know, in a sense of financial, like money. So he's thinking money, like you can, if you can risk all your money, on one bet, lose it, like your entire savings and mm. profits, earnings for the near future. You, you risk it all on a bet, lose it, and don't even fucking say a word about it to anyone and just get right back to the grind and, and bring it up. And I think that's very interesting how you can, like how you interpret it as like not only just money, but just risk and stuff in life in general, like just things in general in your life, like people what people may see as like trauma or setbacks or you know bad experiences bad memories you're you're telling them not to or it could be even just the littlest shit like think about how somebody will let something that happens in the beginning of their morning affect the entire day the entire the entire edge of their their day mm-hmm. their outcome of their day they let that one bag whatever happened in the morning you know offset that course if you you take every challenge every little thing that's thrown at you you try to like you know 
get up, continue on with the best attitude, get back to that grind, get back to work and stuff. You know, that, that will be, I, I think that's not, that's a problem with today's society is, you know, we get ourselves in these situations and we just want to like sit there and complain. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't, we don't work for it. That's, that, that's a huge thing. Like looking back at my, my, my dad and like my dad's generation and how they work, if they have a problem, they fucking fix it. Yeah. Solution, like, solution yeah. driven. Yeah. They, they, they figure it out. They fucking fix it. If we have a problem, a lot of people have problems these days. They want to fucking just bitch about it and complain and do nothing and not get up on that horse again and keep, keep fucking moving and keep, keep putting a foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. And, um, like I, I coach kids, you know, as a job now. And I see that a lot with, the, especially with the younger generation of <clears throat> just giving up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I always preach, um, I preach two words. Um, two words are like forbidden for my, you know, vernacular with them. And that's the word, that's the F word fair. I don't like using that. I don't like hearing that word. I don't like using that word. It's, there's nothing in life that is fair. Um, if it's within the parameters of the rules and, and, and the game, you know, whatever game we're playing, whatever game I'm coaching, then it is fair because it's within the rules. Unless you're blatantly cheating, you know, blatantly cheating. That'd, that'd be the only way it's not fair. And the second word is can't. And you can't use the word can't unless it's followed by the word yet. So if you're saying I can't do something, it's I can't do it yet. That's the only way I'll let you say that fucking word around me. Like no holds bar. And that's because, and that's one of the reasons why, like, I want to push these kids to, you know, push them a little bit out of their comfort zone where they're still in their learning zone, you know, but even like to the point where they feel like they can't and I can prove it to them that they can because a lot of people get stuck right at that, you know, right over, right before the hurdle of, I can and I can't because some people aren't even willing to try in my opinion. And yeah. I think that's, and I think it's a, like, I was actually talking, it's funny about that. I was actually talking to my therapist about that today. It was exactly. This was the fact that some people get just really, it's not even complacency or just or comfortable. It's not even that. It's just like they get to a point where they don't even have the, like the confidence to do it <clears throat> until they, until you could prove to them that they do and that they can. So or were there any other like lines that, that stood out to you? Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, fuck the whole fucking yeah. thing to be honest with oh, you. But oh, yeah. like, I I'm think, I think another a good one that was kind of like low key. Um, one of the first ones being if you can dream and not make dreams your master. I was just fucking reading that one. Thinking, yeah. That's a good line. Yeah. That one's that one's yeah. fucking gnarly because of the fact like you know, don't let your don't obsess over your dreams so much that it becomes like your reality without you actually achieving your dreams. And uh I think a, a big part with that is you said, you know, about your words were can't and um what was the other one? Fair. Fair. There you go. Yeah. One word I hate, and it's been driving me crazy lately, is uh, how people like want to always have like balance. Like they want to go to work and then they want to come home and they want to like, oh, I just want to relax on the couch for you know two hours, two three hours and watch TV. 
but they have these ambitions that they want to do, but they just keep putting off, off and off and off and off because they want to do, they want to have their me time. They want to have, you know, my lazy time and stuff. Yeah. Well, how is that going to achieve your your dreams? You know, how is that going to make you achieve your goals? Yeah. Just keep putting things off. Successful people don't sit around and fucking do nothing with their life. You know, they get yeah. up on the, they get up on their fucking feet and they fucking work and they get shit done. And uh, I think that that's a, a a problem a lot of us have, and I have too. Is just I want to get shit done, and uh, I want to fucking be lazy about it. Yeah, maybe fucking lazy. You gotta you gotta work. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of push yourself. Kind of just discipline. It really comes down to discipline, and I it's such a, discipline to me is such a cliche word when it comes to the military. Like it's just, but it it sounds pretty cliche, but it's, it's just so fucking true. Like it really it is is true. It's it's so easy, so fucking easy, especially and then like once you unlock this like awareness, I would say, once you unlock this awareness of like this a certain level of self-awareness, I should say, where you know where you're, you're like doing something wrong and you're like, I shouldn't be doing this or you're you can catch yourself telling yourself a lie. I do that with myself all the time where I'm just like, I'm right about to cut a corner or something on something. And I'm like, man, I could just get it over with. I can just maybe shave a couple seconds or whatever, just by cutting this fucking corner. And then a part of me be like, tells me, I'm like, tells myself, well, if you cut this fucking corner, how many corners are you going to cut in the future? Like how many, how many times are you going to let this slide before it, it develops into a bad habit? And once you unlock that level of self-awareness, I think people, you know, are able to sort of control those impulses, those natural impulses to just relax, to just take the easy route, to cut that corner. I think, I think one, a big one for me that I, I'm definitely guilty for is in the morning, just hit my fucking alarm snooze, bro. Really? You're a snoozer? Dude, I'm a fucking snoozer. Oh, 15 minutes usually. I'm not crazy because I have to get up to go to fucking work. I feel like like you feel so much worse, though, after you're up and you're you're snoozing for 15 more minutes. I I feel like this shit to myself, too. I'm I'm like, dude, just get the fuck up. Like, you're you're just going to sit here and lay in bed and be fucking lazy. You could be, like, you know, getting dressed, getting your shit ready, and, like, you know, get to work early. But yeah. Like nope, that's my that's my fucking laziness right there. Well, have, my, have you always have, have you always been like a like kind of like a snoozer or like oh, someone yeah, who dude. slept I, in even before the Marine Corps and stuff? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, like, I looked forward to sleeping in. I fucking hate getting up early. I still hate getting up early. I think that's yeah. just, that's like yeah. part of me. That's so you were never a morning person, anyways. Yeah, oh, I, I, oh, never okay. a morning person. Never a morning person. You can ask fucking Tayez about that shit. <laughs> yeah, I I was a, I'm a fucking morning person. I love being up. I love waking up early. I, I love getting shit done early. Like I love having like all my shit done before fucking noon. Like that is that's a perfect day for me. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, it's just but keeping that habit though. Just keeping that habit of like waking up early every day, you know, and keeping that discipline, you know, and and having some sort of like routine, I think I think is very important. Yeah, definitely I think it's very important as well. Yeah. I think another one of these um lines I wanna the touch on well there's two of them um where are you at oh here we go if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch 
I think this is a very, very fucking important theme, especially when it comes to the military, because, it, you know, some people, they get a big ass fucking head whenever they get promoted. And I mean, that's that's true outside. That's true outside of the Marine Corps as well. People yeah. who get in these positions of like power and it's like they forget where they came from. I had a district manager at GameStop that was like that, dude. I couldn't fucking stand him dude i fucking hated him i think the part that's different in the military with that though is like if it's if it's at work in the civilian world like right now like one of my buddies gets promoted and then he's over me like all right yeah. fuck whatever and say he starts, starts being a dick and changes that to whatever but it's different when you have to go back and live with that person right next door you go to yep. work with that person you eat with that person if, like that's one thing you that, work that, with that person like yep like every day like you're work spending... out with that person yep yep so i think that's that's a huge thing for like like uh reality check for a lot of people is like watching their friends like fucking pick up a lamp pick up a, a rank and fucking turn to a different person you're like what who the fuck were you think you are dude like yeah yeah dude that's a, that's a fucking that's a real ass thing yeah and i'll give i'll give fucking credit dude i'll i will give credit to a lot of the good ones out there that they really check their ego. And I think that's one of the, the biggest fucking thing was, <clears throat> was like the, the man who recommended that we read this and kind of really get into it. Captain Carlson. He, uh, he always told me like whoever, well, he kind of always told whoever got promoted and this, this might not be like the, ex the exact verbiage, but he would just be like, kind of like, let it get to your head. He's like, let it get to your head. But then he always reinforced an ego check. He's like, you're feeling it. You should feel it right now. Continue to feel that, like what you feel like that, that pride, that, that pride of like being that fucking rank. Like, yeah, my dick is bigger now. Like I'm a fucking sergeant. Like the, all these expectations, like this is how a sergeant should act. Like all those things where you're like, you have that initial like excitement and you want to fill that, you want to fit that bill. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like now that you're in that role, you want to ep epitomize that role and represent that role. And I think that's, I think that's evident in the military. I would hope that feel like everyone who got promoted felt like that. And so what he meant by that was like, let it get to your head. Like, yes, like those, like, all those things about you wanting to be the best NCO now ever, like, let it get to your head. L absorb that. Oh, yeah. There Live was, there in it. But, al but always, yeah, but always check your ego. Every rank, yeah. he said, you can let you can let your ego go a little bit, but always check it. And that's, and that's I feel like, was very important in maintaining, like, the respect and, and admiration of, like, your now subordinates you know and then having them respect you as someone who is now above you as a superior and addressing you as such do you feel like you were really good with that like one of your peers getting promoted and then you were like still calling them by their fucking last names no rank and shit like oh yeah oh yeah i, yeah. I, mean, I was i mean like i like all right so like um the prime example was fucking Linquist and Telez. They both picked up corporal before I did. I still called him Linquist and Telez. I'll fucking admit that shit. But if they fucking told me to do shit, I fucking did that. I wasn't no fucking asshole and like fucking yeah. talk back to them. Yeah. And shit. Like, I, like, we never had that fucking problem. I'm yeah. not that, that type of person at all. But uh, that was one thing that I always said 
you know, I, when I became that next rank, I was gonna like treat my fucking junior Marines like, like you know, like fucking good and shit, and like talk and, and be a good, try to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to think I was. I had a lot of Marines tell me that you know I, I like to keep it. Like I said, I said keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, that's a good uh, motto. Yeah. I just I said, keep it fucking real. I mean, you know, difference between work and fucking play, and then yeah, we do our fucking thing. And I had some, I had some great fucking Marines, you know, fucking. But then, yeah. Uh, not not wire though, because Hanson was a shitty NCO. <laughs> just joking, just joking. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <sighs> but then uh, I think one of the last ones I wanted to run through was and then i actually have some follow-up questions for you as well is uh if all men count with you but none too much i think that's like having a lot of people respect you and admire you but like not to the point where it makes you vain like not too many people and to the point where now you're like you rise above someone you know and I think, like, a perfect example, I guess, would be, like, an easy, low-hanging fruit right here, Adolf Hitler. Like, perfect person who just won the hearts and minds of, you know, uh, a political party, rose up through the ranks, and then just became a fucking movement, you know? And and I think Kipling is advising men not to do that, not not to get to that point. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know how to interpret that, so you you interpret it a lot better than I, I did. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I, I don't say man. Yeah. Okay. And and the last thing the last thing here is, um, yours. Okay, with sixty seconds, we'll, we'll start from the top. There we go. If you can fill. The unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of a distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. <clears throat> so that's another major theme here, like a glaring theme is that like this is what's expected of like what a good man, what a modeled man yep. should be. And after reading through these stanzas, like, how do you, do you feel like that's a good representation of like, or a good kind of like guideline of what a man should be and how he should conduct himself? Yeah, it's, it's definitely great. And it, and it speaks to its truest form. Like, yeah. Like it, it literally breaks it down and, and gives you everything and it, and it lets you point out different aspects of your life and every, and everything and how you, how you perceive things and how you go about things. And, um, yeah, I definitely recommend, uh, to give it a listen um i think the, i think like i said the audio i think is a lot better than reading it uh reading it you you don't have the same um i don't know like lyrical yeah like rhythm like just like a yeah, rhythm to it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i totally i get that yeah and so Do you feel that the definition of manhood has changed, like since Kipling has written this poem? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's sad, I think, now. Um, so what do you think, like, what would your modern definition of manhood be? Depends by what standards. Like, so Kipling writes this as, like, a father-to-son conversation. Like, a father telling his son... If you can do all these things, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you will be a man. That's what a man is supposed to do. And then you could pass it on to his son. Like, that's what this model gentleman, man, chivalry like thing is supposed to be. So, do you feel like, so that's what Kipling's representation of this is? Do you feel like that's it? that definition is different now. Do you feel like if Kipling were to write a different poem about the same thing, would he adverse it the same way? I feel, well, it definitely be adverse a different way. And when I say like different with like, like what aspect or, you know, what do you mean by this is because the definition of like manhood and maybe what it means to be a man is probably you know, passed down from, uh, you know, like my dad and his dad and then your dad and your dad. So yep. how I would explain it would be, I would definitely like pull examples out of there, you know, like never like stop working, like regardless of like what situation you're in, like, you know, move on from things, stuff like that. Um, so you would just take certain themes from this. Yeah. Yeah, pull certain pull certain themes. And what would you fill the gaps with then? Like with modern, like a modern conception or perception of uh, manhood. I feel like what like... is it? What does it? What does it mean to you? What What do you feel like it means to you? Like you're having a son, right? Yeah. Like what What are you going to teach your son about being a man? Like. And that it would and would it differ in any way from this, or would it be very similar? It would be similar, but I would I definitely believe that um, be, becoming a man, he needs to want to you know back to the basics like provide for a family. Like I want him to be successful. Yeah. I want him yeah. to have drive. I want him to to work to to build himself to a standard and and set that bar for him before he decides to you know like settle down and have a family stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, Every man should work towards their dreams, but um, at the end of the day, I feel like without having a family, like that's what I think I always always wanted when I was a kid. You know, yeah, typical like you know mom, dad, kid um, stuff like that. The nuclear family. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So you would highlight those. You know the the work ethics aspect of the of the poem. Yeah, I'm very uh, very uh, worth ethic uh, oriented. Yeah, like blue blue collar, very yeah. blue collar. How about you? How would how would you uh, fill in the gaps? I would fill. I don't know, man. Probably with a little bit more hippie shit. To be honest with you, <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like times have changed the definition of, of manhood. I think I think there was a time in which certain behaviors were very um, 
encouraged very bad behaviors you were encouraged you know like if you ever watched like the show mad men you know just like just the day-to-day just sexual harassment and just treatment of women and stuff like that like i feel like it was okay then like that's what it meant to be a man you know that was part of manhood was to do that was to do those kinds of things and that and numerous other things and not only that but it was like it was a man you know you know it's manly not to fucking cry you know it's manly to go to fucking war and come back and not talk about it you know it's manly to stay with a fucking woman who may be abusing the shit out of you because it's your job to try to make it work as a man like a lot of those you know the de- the definition has definitely evolved and so what I would fill the gaps with would, is probably something about a little bit about expectations and pre- yeah pretty much just fucking expectations like expectations of a, of a man in a sense of like like toward what like I would say expectations and acceptance. Those are the two things I'd fill it with. So expectations meaning like don't like it just because it's the social norm does not mean that it's the right way. Like just because at one point in time, all these dudes, I could walk in an office and slap fucking Carol's ass and, you know, like, oh, how you doing? Good morning, Carol. Like fucking doing all this shit. You know, I can't. You know, I don't, I, I don't think that standard's been around for a hot but, minute. It's but it hasn't. But I'm, yeah, I'm obviously, you know, exaggerating. But yeah, so at the at a time where that was fucking acceptable, you know, compared to now, or like if I was in that time, like I would have a choice to whether like to partake or not. Like I would, at myself as a man, would have the choice to be like, no, I'm not gonna slap Carol's ass when I'm walking to the door just to shit about the fucking weather or whatever. Like, so making him aware, like my hypothetical son, making him aware that he has the choice. He has the choice to either, you know, fall into that expected behavior of a man, or to really stay true to his morals so you had me you had me thinking way too hard about this man you had to be trying to come up with some po- poetic shit bro like my <laughs> mind is moving bro <laughs> yeah i can fucking smell it from here dude <laughs> yeah man fucking that's what dude this was good this was a great idea shit great fucking idea you're shitting on me because i'm on like a, a poetry kick hey but yeah i, I get it um I do think I will say 100% though I think men have not men let me take that fucking back this whole our society's days have has become way too fucking sensitive like over so society as a whole not just men is that no, what not you just said? men no not okay just men. men I mean men are obviously included in, in yeah that. yeah yeah but I think like we society have just become like so fucking soft and sensitive over everything. Like, yeah. I see people like, like I had, a, I seen somebody post on Facebook the other day, like whining about like, uh, like their food is fucked up. Yeah. I'm making a huge fucking fit over it. 
Like, how fucking hard is your life that you can just drive through a drive-thru and get a fucking $5 fucking cheeseburger to shove your fucking fat fucking face, <laughs> and you got it fucking wrong, and so you can't just turn your ass around without fucking bitching about it. It's probably some 17-year-old kid who's fucking high as shit in the back, fucking not giving a fuck. Like, congratulations, you made a Facebook post, and, like, who the fuck cares? Just, like, yeah. like god damn, like, some shit is just gonna be fixed so fucking simple. Yeah. There's no reason to fucking complain about it. No reason to fucking make this big-ass fucking deal. Just fix it and go about your fucking life yeah i think everybody wants to have like their spotlight they're like like me like you know clout right that's what the yeah. kids call it clout yeah. they want their clout quit fucking whining <laughs> who's gonna carry the boats <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah i don't you know have david goggins on here dude that would be pretty fucking gnarly dude i was so that's pretty funny because my roommate and I we were doing uh, a yoga session earlier. My first ever kicked my ass. And this yoga instructor, like, quoted him. He's like, oh, from this fucking war hero Navy SEAL David Goggins, blah, 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 blah. Like, I was like, during yoga? this motherfucker. Yeah. And so and dude, so during this yoga thing, he was like, we're in the, the warrior pose. We're in the warrior pose. And then he's, he broke it up in, like, three different sections. And then, or like, right about to enter the third section, he was like, he's like, a war is always decided by its final battle. Like, how are you going to perform in this battle? Are you going to be victorious? And as we enter like the final battle, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this dude's corny as hell. And that's when he just started quoting all these, like, war shit, like, all these war quotes. And I was like, damn, this dude, this dude. And he was using, like, uh, like verbiage, like, oh, my God. He was using, like, military jargon where I was like, damn. I was like, that's what we say, like, in the military. Like, just, like, the stupid little quips you would say when you're running and shit. I can't even fucking remember any off the top of my head. But, and I was like, this dude had to like serve or something. But I looked at him, I was like, there's no way this dude served. So this is like, like you're like doing yoga poses, like just call him cadence. Like, just no, <laughs> <laughs> no, just like he would just say, like, I can't even, if I had it, if I remember an example, I would have gave, I would have given one. But, but yeah, dude, it was like, it was pretty funny how he was quoting like David Goggins and shit. And I was like, as I'm doing, I was like, yeah, Chris told me, you know, I, I would run through a fucking brick wall if I read his <laughs> shit, so. Hey, have you read Can't Hurt Me yet? Nah, nah. Oh, dude, dude I, have, I'm, I have so many books on deck, dude. I can't fucking. That one, if you read that book first, you'll fucking read all of them in one night, all right? I'll tell you that right now. You'll fucking do it. You'll make yourself do it, dude. I fucking hope so. Yeah, I do that. I give myself a reading challenge, and I'm like so close to finishing three different books and it says i'm three books behind so i'm like i just need to like hurry up and just finish these three and then and then i could fucking you know be on on track you know on time but yeah dude it's a fucking struggle i'm like working like like an active job i have like i don't have downtown like like i don't have downtown like i did at fucking gamestop dude at gamestop i could just fucking there, there'd be nights, dude. I, I wouldn't see anybody. Like nobody would come in. So, so, like I'm just sitting there, like reading or some shit, you know, like just really getting it, getting it in. So, yeah, just haven't had the fucking time, but I make the time. I make the yeah. time for sure, especially when it comes to like dope ass poems like this, gnarly ass poems. We'll do a fucking episode over fucking can't hurt me. All right. Yeah. Do you think we should do like a book club kind of thing? 
You're gonna make me fucking read, bro. You were all motivated. <laughs> what the fuck? You're all motivated to like read and shit just now. Were you not? No, those are books I already read, bro. Yeah, but you don't want to read more books because you've read <laughs> all right, those all right, books. All right, the type of books I read are like "Can't Hurt Me," like uh, picture Rich Dad, books, Dad. color books. Yeah, like yeah, Doctor um, Seuss. What is it? Magic Treehouse. Shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that, bro. I can't be fucking reading like no thick ass like shit, bro. Nah. What thick ass shit though? What do you What are you reading? What do you want me reading? Well, I'm talking about if we're gonna read. Obviously, if this is a veteran fucking podcast and civilians yeah. alike, so How many veterans fuck fucking read, Moss. <laughs> <laughs> well, they fucking should. You should. Get off your ass and do some math. <laughs> yeah, so fucking for real, dude. You don't think you don't think anyone would buy into this fucking book club? And in the in the genre all of right, books, how about this? Okay, how about the, this? No, 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 no. The genre of books would be all like military related all right, all right, shit. Hold on, hold on. You know? Email us at rollingvetspodcast at gmail.com and tell us if you would like us to do a book club. And if you do, you're gonna fucking listen. <laughs> Yeah, the book club. And then I got some goodies. I got some goodies that we can do. We should also do an ep- uh, some episodes over fucking NFL. Dude, I was thinking. The fucking draft, bro. Oh, Dude, bro. Kenny bro. Pickett, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so Chris Oladokun. I, I played with Chris Oladokun, your seventh round pick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I grew I grew up with him in Tampa. We got, we got him so we can get rid of Mason Rudolph. Yeah, Mason fuck Rudolph. that, dude. Yeah. Dude, Oladokun's a real deal Holyfield, man. Yeah? Yeah, dude. He's a good kid. Good egg. He fucking... He just got fucked, like, in his career. He's just, like, a guy, like, he just... Any, everywhere he went, it just couldn't, like, work. And then he's, finally, he's like... He's a third string, though. Yeah, and then finally, like, his fucking... Like, he got his break, like, his, like, super senior year. Like, the dude spent, like, five years in college. Like, like he's fucking spent a long time. And he's yeah. been working his ass off, dude, to get there. Like everyone was like, oh no, he's not gonna fucking no, he's not gonna go. Like, and this motherfucker got drafted in seventh round. He fucking did it, dude. Proved them all wrong. Good for with the, him. With the Patriots dra- draft, or not the Patriots, the fucking the Bucks. The Bucks. You and your Brady shirt. Uh, the Bucks drafted. <clears throat> I'm now I'm drawing a blank. Logan Hall and a fucking couple other motherfuckers. We got a good running back. A de- or a decent running back. We got a couple DNs. We got uh, trying to oh t- and two tight ends. So that was basically all the needs I felt like that we needed. Which is so funny because one of my coworkers asked me today or the other day, like right right before the draft, he was like, he was like, oh, I think the Bucks need to draft a quarterback, and I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? We literally just took Kyle Trast in the draft last year in the second round. I wanted him. Yeah, the dude's a fucking stud. Like, so I was like, why the fuck don't we draft another one? He was like, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, so he could compete with Kyle Trask, you know, when, for like Brady's spot. And I was like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So he was like, well, what do you, who do you think that, uh, what do you think they need? And I was like, I think they need a fucking DN outside linebacker because fucking Sue's gonna if we can't re- resign Sue or JPP. And then I was like, we need another running back because we get we lost Rojo. Keyshawn Vaughn kind of sucks. And then Leonard Fournette, 
you know, is a starter, but we need a pretty decent running. Like, yeah, and we have Giovanni points. Bernard, but you know, he that dude's not that great. So, that, so we got one of those, and then if Gronk doesn't come back, we just drafted two motherfucking tight ends. So, because <laughs> OJ Howard left and Gronk is, you know, who the fuck knows? But I'm pretty pumped. The Steelers got Kenny Pickett in the first round, and then we got uh, George Pickens in the second. So I, mean, I like George Pickens, dude. George Pickens, I seen his Sorry. fucking video, bro. I see a video where he fucking throws that kid. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I'm, I'm pumped, man. Yeah, and replaced Juju. We picked up a linebacker, uh, defensive end, and a quarterback. Another quarterback. Yeah, that was Chris Oladipo. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. It's I'm fucking... excited for this year. I think I'm gonna go to the. Um, actually, I'm thinking about going to the Bucks and Steelers game in Pittsburgh. Uh, I want to see Brady play. I want to go. Maybe we can trim, trim, plan this out. When is that? When, when is that? I don't know. They haven't released the dates yet. Oh. But they are released the schedule already. We, when we play you guys at home. Oh, they should. Be, I think they re, I think they released the dates here pretty soon. Actually, I can't remember. I think it's like. I think it's the first week of May. But um, yeah, I did see Brady play here, um, in Landover against the Washington football team, the now commanders. And he yeah, threw two yeah. fucking picks and we lost. And I was like, motherfucker. Probably, the I was one like, game I you fucking, go. Yeah, that was like the one game I went. Fucking actually spent like money on the tickets. Like I was fucking pissed. Um, Good time though, you know. Was, yeah. We almost fucking came back. You know, we just couldn't fucking stop like a fucking 19 play drive at the end. But anyways, I digress. But I was, dude. That feeling at a football game is like no fucking other. I was at the Monday night football game, the last home game for Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh against the fucking Browns, dude. Oh, yeah. That shit was insane. Oh, I fucking I know their feeling, bro. Yeah. Awesome. I gotta yeah. go back again. Yeah. It's probably be a primetime game. I can see that. If I like, could definitely. Uh, it, it depends how the Steelers are playing. Yeah. It, it probably just depends how, yeah. how we're playing. Yeah. I think only one way only way we're gonna be good is if I might legitimately yeah or fucking Kenny Pickett plays good. If that they don't, then we're fucking gonna be like an even team. I might I might actually like try to make a trip out there for that. Hey, let me know, bro. Yeah, because that'd be dope. Because dude, there's no games around me this year. Like, there's no games like near in my area. I got like fifty or not or twenty yard line tickets. Like not far up at all. I was, I was, I was like, I could see the field and all the players and shit. Like they're like not mm-hmm. right that like fifty yards from me. Not even that, like twenty yards. And uh, I think it was like two fifty. I think. Damn, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Shit, dude. I loved. I love doing that, dude. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Like I think I recommended that on here too. Like that veteran website that does the uh, free tickets and shit. Yeah, they do it to like sports games and. What is it? Uh, it's called Vettix, V-E-T-T-I-X. Yeah. If you just do, like, sign up as they're, like, I'm not fucking promoting them by any means. Oh, but... why not? This is a veteran fucking podcast. Go get yeah. fucking tickets and go fucking go to baseball games and shit. Yeah, and they, they have it for sports and other stuff, and you can just fucking see, and you you have to, like, kind of, like, bid on it, but, like, you don't, like, bid money. You bid, like, whatever. They, they give you kind of, like, a currency thing. Um, And then... uh. Like, you have to do it, like, fast as fuck because they fucking get taken so quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 
It's a fucking nice little perk. I want to fucking, I want to go to an opera. Never been to an opera. An opera. That's some yeah. shit that I would expect you to say. Yeah, dude. I've never been. I've been to. I've been to plays. I've been to obviously like fucking movies. I've been to an orchestra. Like I've never fucking been to an opera. Oh, musical. I should say also. Never an opera, dude. Never and an I opera. think I would think it'd be fucking super dope. You get to dress up, really nice, and then you fucking chill and watch this dope-ass drama or tragedy or whatever or comedy up there and just kick back, dude. I'll probably have a fat-ass edible before going in, too. You best believe that. Yeah, I'll be fucking on saucers in there. Dude, me me and my buddy Hutchie took, uh, like, 50 milligrams of edibles for one of the Steelers game. Yeah, dude, that was mine, dude. I I took a fucking... Mine was a 50... Mine was a mine was a twenty five, and that was it. And I was fucking baked beans through through like majority of the game, but I was still in it, man. Still in it, fucking oh, yeah. laser focus. Because like I take that shit. Dude, like I lost my voice laser. every game I went to. Yeah, I'm one of those. Dude. I'm, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah, especially it's the fucking Browns. <laughs> it's so nice to be a part of something, dude, like that. You know. I think that's I I don't I think I was a pretty big I was a pretty big Bucks fan like pretty much my entire life but like I feel like the military amplified it a little bit more and then when I got out like it got even deeper like I felt like I was even more of a super fan yeah um and I think it's because, you know, I, I really wanted to, I really enjoy being a part of that fucking community, you know? Like, I don't even talk, I don't even talk to other fans like that, you know? But just knowing, like, every time you see that, you know, that, that red imputer, it's like, it's fucking on. Like, that's, yeah, that's my see, team. That's my shit. That's my homies. Well, like, that's my this set. Is I, this is how I became a Steelers fan. I was growing up in a place called Oxford, Ohio. Where Miami University is at. And uh, our quarterback at the time was Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. So he was the first football player I ever ever, ever knew about was Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Like, All right. I'm a little kid. I'm probably like, I don't know how old I was. Six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember fucking, we had to go like, watch one of his games and shit and stuff. And like got to meet him. And... Um, Fucking, he got drafted to the Steelers. Boom. Instantly, the whole town of Oxford, Steelers fans. I'm fucking live there, so I'm included, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I remember just growing up every year, like, just watching fucking Ben play and shit. And then, like, when the Super Bowls and shit, I remember, like, being a little fucking kid. <laughs> I still have my folders when I was in, like, fifth grade where I wrote, like, Steelers shit and like, wrote all the players' names in my folders and shit, dude. Like, I am a deep-rooted Steelers fan. But it kind of yeah. sucks for me, too. It's kind, it's kind of like a... A bittersweet moment right now for the season because the first football player I ever knew was Ben. Yeah, and he retired. This is, this is the first year I'll ever see the Steelers play without Ben Roethlisberger playing. So now yeah. it's like, I like the team because of the player. Now the player is gone. All I have is the team. Yeah. So now it's like a, it's a big turning point for me in my like fandom or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, so I'm excited. We we got Kenny Pickett this year. 
He was the number one overall quarterback rated in this draft. And he's from the University of Pittsburgh, right yeah, there. Yeah, he's a hometown, homegrown. Yep. yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to see what he, what he can bring, hopefully. I'm used to stability, so I'm hoping to God yeah. not to go fucking yeah, start must just be. dropping quarterbacks every fucking must be, year. It must be fucking nice. It must be fucking nice. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for a season, man. I'm excited to to dive deep in it, especially play fantasy, dude. I love playing fantasy football. Um, dude, I'm, I'm fucking so salty about last year. Fuck you. <laughs> All my players got injured like the last fucking week, right yeah. when or got COVID or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. God, dude, I was I was I was gonna win that shit, dude. I think I, I was going to. Did I? What league? I didn't win the league. Who won the league? You got second. I don't remember. Yeah, I got second, and then I got – I think I got second in both my leagues or or second and third. I can't remember. But I was like, damn, I did pretty well this year. Oh, I, got sec- or I got second and third in, in mine. But I can only do – I can only do, like, do like two leagues. I can't do more than more than two leagues. Anything more than yeah. two fantasy football leagues, I'm like, I just can't do it. It's just so much. It's, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, because I, I like to actually do like a lot of studying before my fucking drafts. Mm-hmm. And get my players selected out and shit. So it sucks. Like it sucks when you don't when you don't, when you play people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> they start pulling shit randomly. <laughs> yeah, they're like they draft like the fucking <laughs> like the Patriots. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, shit. I would, I would, dude. I would love to do, um, like our own little segment where we do like rolling oh, yeah. beds oh. like sports talk kind of thing i'm game yeah and then and then if we did a book club we would have like a book club section you know like that would that'd be pretty dope or like a poem section and we just do poems about you, i'm not i can't, I can't homosexual poems, love huh what <laughs> <laughs> yeah so shit like that that kind of shit you know yeah, email us at motherfucking rolling vets <sighs> at gmail at gmail.com yeah but anyways man so fucking so what's up what did you say what's up right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude okay I was right about to fucking ask you about something what the fuck was I gonna ask you about Oh yeah, so dude, so you all moved in. Everything's all fucking good now. Oh yeah, I man, I've been here for been back in Brian for a few months now. Okay, cool. It sucks. Cool. That's You're driving hours work every day. Yeah, hundred percent settled though. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Clean out the garage this weekend. Got my bike in it. Nice, 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 nice. How's uh, how's the woman been? Oh shit! Yeah, I actually wrote that down in my notes. So. Ah, oh, fucking so. My girlfriend Carolyn is in uh, Coast Guard boot camp, and uh, I've gotten two. I've gotten. I've received two letters from her so far, and she's doing fine. She's doing. She's doing good. You know, she's kicking ass. I would say. She's basically passed every one of her fitness things, swim tests, like, um, like hasn't really gotten in trouble. 
at all. She doesn't. She's not really like fucking up. Um. She said she's basically been kind of just like coasting a little bit, like getting by, which is nice. Which I was like, all right, like that's what you want to do. Oh yeah. But the platoon is so small. There's like no hiding. Like they have like thirty. People? They have like thirty something people. Yeah, that's small. Yeah. yeah. How many like well, DIs do they have per platoon? Three. Yeah, they got three, but now she has two because one got in trouble. <laughs> he fucking flung a, a lock across the room and hit one of the kids, <laughs> like hit one of the recruits in the fucking leg. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Fucking right there. Gotta be fucking PC at boot camp now. And the kid went to fucking medical. Fucking reported his ass. But pussy. Yeah, other than that, man, so she's technically as of right now. She would be in week five, which means that she's past her midterms. Um, it's only eight weeks long. Coast Guard boot camp is only eight weeks long. Here, we can fucking kind of dive into this. We can dive into fucking Coast Guard boot camp. Because I feel like not a lot of people actually know. No, this I don't shit. know shit about Coast Guard. Yeah, boot yeah. Camp. So let's fucking, yeah, let's get, let's get right into this shit. So. so, Coast Guard boot camp is in Cape May, New Jersey. And um, fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. It really is. So everyone flies into fucking Philly. You fly into Philly International. You go to the USO there, and then they fucking take you on a bus to Cape May. Not that far. It's like a two-hour bus ride. The Coast Guard actually emulates their boot camp off the Marine Corps boot camp. Yep, I knew that part. Very structured, very similarly. So... Their drill instructors are not called drill instructors. They're called company commanders. So they're CCs, company commanders. And they're kind of structured in, in sort of like a way, like the way Carolyn kind of described them to me, it kind of like, because you're East Coast, so you understand like like a J-hat, kill hat, you know. Yeah. Well, the J-hat's actually West Coast, but it'd be like you're heavy. You're heavy, you're fucking, you know, your kill hat and your senior kind of thing. And, um, so that's like her, she's the way she described her drill instructors or company commanders. It, it sounded very similar to like that kind of structure where you have like one that's just a fucking, you know, like a Tasmanian devil one. That's kind of more of like a teacher, like, but really tough on you. And then like the one who's like the, you know, father, mother figure of like, Oh, like, you know, I'm disappointed in you kind of like senior drill instructor thing. So, they have, the training's only eight weeks long. First couple weeks is very similar. They have forming week, and then they have a, something that's very similar to uh, Black Friday, where they get introduced to their fucking company commanders. And then uh, shortly after that, they run their pre-fitness test, and then their swim test. And if you fail something on your pre-test, you have to get up like earlier, like way before Reveille, every morning and you go to your own like workout class and they like whatever it was, whether it was running crunches or push-ups, which is what they do. They make you fucking do that for an hour or two and then send you to chow and shit. Um, and then shortly after that, it's basically they get their, they only get rubber rifles, you know, they don't get real rifles and they're, they call them pieces. So like, you know, here's your piece. So, um, 
So yeah, they get issued those, and then that's when they start learning how to drill and all that shit. And um, and then same thing, just like Marine Corps boot camp, classroom fucking heavy, classroom heavy, just fucking just knowledge, 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 knowledge. Like trying to stay awake and fucking in class, like and not get fucked up in the sand pit if you're if you're caught fucking nodding off and you didn't stand up. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, and it's very, and then she gets to, I don't even know, remember what week three was, but they, in week four, you get to, they have firefighter training, which is super dope. Like, they have to put on the fucking gear and, like, correctly, and they have to put out, like, simulated, like, fi- like fires on a ship because everyone on a ship has to be, like, a firefighter, like, certified. I didn't know yeah. that, but, yep. yeah, so that's that's a fucking super dope thing to know about the coast guard so the navy does that too yeah i would i would assume if yeah the coast guard does it the navy does it as well um and uh so yeah so and then following that you have like your midterms very similar to marine corps boot camp where we had like our midterms where they basically fucking give you the answers to the test like they gave it to you without giving it to you and then they all like all the drone scriptures are like oh yeah i know somebody like I got these answers for my fucking buddies. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, past midterms. And then, I can't remember. Was this week or next week? They do, like, firearm training and stuff where they shoot SIGs, I think. Um, and then that's basically fucking it. And then it's, like, it's almost over at that point. Like, it's only eight weeks. You know, not that long. So, she'll be back. She graduates May 27th. Um and I'm going up for I'm going up there for that. That's gonna be pretty fucking gnarly, dude. It's pretty crazy. It's so surreal because, and I even wrote this in a letter, um, to her the other day, and it was like it's so surreal to me how the one thing I felt like we would never like relate to, like that we would never have in common, is now something that we will like very cherish because she'll understand and i'll understand that yeah you know other people don't understand you know that's so she's she's gonna be one of us you know gotta have her one on one of us one of us yeah yeah dude i'm gonna have her on and we're gonna shoot the shit about fucking boot camp and stuff with her we'll have a whole fucking episode about that that'd be great it's just but it, she has, she has she to wear kinda... her like, fucking dress clothes she has to no. <laughs> the whole time yeah no that, that'd be pretty funny that would that'd be... <laughs> hey, you should you should you should email her the questionnaire yeah that'd be actually yeah, that'd be, that'd be or not email funny. or mail or yeah so yeah man that's fucking so she's doing she's doing well dude like i know that that's awesome like if i get a letter from her and I'm like, okay, that's how her last week went. Cool. And I know, like, that time it takes for her, me to get another letter from her. If I don't fucking hear anything, no news is good news. Because the only reason I'd be getting a phone call is if she'd be getting, like, what they call rephased, which is you just get dropped, get held back a week. Um, if they feel like you're not ready to graduate or something, like, knowledge. Yeah. Dude, she said there was... <laughs> she said they legitimately put them on trial. They stand all the dickheads up, dude. All the shitbags up in the fucking, like, in, in on, like, the quarter deck. And the senior journal shutter comes up in there and, like, and just fucking, like, 
whirlwind of like questions, like knowledge questions and shit like that. And if they like fuck up or whatever, like he he decides whether to keep them or drop them like on the spot, dude, in front of the whole fucking platoon, dude. Yeah, it's a fucking nerve wracking. <laughs> in front of the whole fucking platoon. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, so crazy. But yeah, so I know that uh, she hasn't been a victim of that or or like anything medically or whatever, because she would have been able to call home. And like, let us know. Yeah. So, and then her recruiter, you know, hasn't heard anything either. So, yeah, man, it's fucking, it's you know, counting down the days, dude. It's you know, it's May second, so twenty five yeah. more days, and she's fucking, you know, graduated and shit. And then it'll be it'll be the beginning of her journey in the fucking military. I'm really, I think one of the most exciting things about it is like that i'm like excited about is like exactly what we were talking about almost like to bring it like full circle here like earlier about like tapping into that potential and like getting over that hurdle of like i can and i can't like you like military people understand that because everyone you know at least for the most part overcomes that and she finally gets to experience that and I'm really excited to see like the woman that she's gonna like that she's gonna evolve into. She kind um, of badass, put you yeah. in your place. She already did. She already does that. <laughs> <laughs> she already fucking. She already does that. But yeah, dude, I'm just so excited to see like the woman that she's gonna become, dude. I'm so stoked. Um, like this newfound fucking confidence, you know. And I'm, I'm super excited for that because I know, dude, I, we both can relate, dude. When you graduate boot camp, bro, I've that never feeling, felt like that, my dude walking dick under that under bigger, that fucking dude. dude walking under that fucking to get your EGA, dude. Did we yeah. make Marines. Yeah, that was it right there. That was, yeah. that was worth. That was worth all the fucking hell. Yes, it was, yeah. dude. Like, there's not just nothing like it. There's just nothing fucking like it. Like, I still have my EGA, my fucking blue money valuable bag. <laughs> Yeah, in it. <laughs> I still got that shit in there, dude. Like, uh, I I don't think I've ever been like that. Was just a like I got hit with like a fucking bag of bricks, dude. Like when I when we turned that corner, and then we're singing cadences. Like your drill instructors are singing you marching cadences for the first time ever. For the first time ever, and you're fucking motivated because you're like, oh, this is almost over. Like the sun's up. Like I recognize this street, and then you see the fucking like the overpass that says "We Make Marines," and just like, dude, Instant. just fucking dude, just Instant. I was crying, dude. I was crying. There's pictures of me walking by, and I'm just like. Yeah, just like, just like like looking like mad as fuck. Like <laughs> I'm gonna finish this shit. <laughs> like I knew I dude. I had a like a second. I had like a fourth, fifth wind at that point, dude. Like, yeah. like I could have. If you would have asked me to do another nine miles on top of that, I would have fucking done another <laughs> nine miles on top of that. Like, I think like, one thing that was crazy about getting out is the amount of like the shape I was in. Like I could just start running, and I just, just don't have to stop. I just keep going. Yeah, I'm pretty good with that, too. Like, Carolyn's, like, she was, like, running, running all the time, all the time, all the time. And I go out there and run with her, 
I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing this entire time? Like, and I'm like getting just, just fucking toasting her out there. But, um, she's going to toast your ass when she gets back. Probably. Yeah. And I hope she does. I hope she fucking does. Yeah. I can't fucking, I can't run anymore, dude. My, my fucking, if I start running, I'll make it happen in the road. My fucking back will give out. Knee's going to pop out of place. Minor shin splints, dude. I get really bad shin splints. My, my back just, fucking hurts i can just go to the gym and like lift weights and that's about it yeah my fucking i get my steps in running after these fucking kids and <laughs> yoga and shit <laughs> i might actually give this yoga thing like a, a real shot yeah yeah i might stick with it like the dude was saying some corny shit but like the dude was saying some corny shit but like he was throwing in like a lot of motivational shit in there too like He's a little motivating. I'm not gonna lie. Started screaming David Goggins back at him, bro. That's the only <laughs> option. Just, just, just look at him dead in the eye and just scream, "You don't know me, son." On repeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was kind of fucking. It was, and of course, I got stoned before doing it because I don't think I ever want to do yoga. And you weren't laughing, huh? You weren't laughing. There were some dude. There were some times when he said when he was talking about the war shit. I was like the final battle when he was like the final battle shit. I was like, I'm about to fucking lose it. Like that was the funniest shit ever. Um, but, um, but like, like I said, some of the other shit, but like the, like the moves or whatever, they're not techniques, the moves, <laughs> <laughs> 10 fucking pushups right now, <laughs> the moves are like, you know, once you get it down and like the flow and stuff and it's like, it's like, damn, this is a good ass workout. Like, even though this person's saying some corny ass shit the entire time, but like, it was so weird. Cause I got like, I got stoned beforehand. And I'm doing it and I'm like doing it. Like I know I'm kind of like cheating in a way. And then it's a fucking YouTube video. It's not like a live feed. And the dude would be like, remember not to do blah, 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 blah. And oh, like, it was a Jesus. video you're watching? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I thought this was a person in front of you saying, nah, this shit, no, 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 no. Oh. This is a YouTube video. <laughs> dude. Oh, okay. That's different, man. I thought you were yeah. like, this dude was part of you. Like who's going to carry the boats. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. But... uh <laughs> <laughs> no but like so it's a recording right this dude's already recorded from 2000 All whatever right. and so like I, I know i'm cheating on this like certain like fucking pose and he'd be like remember not to do blah blah, blah. and i'm like go <laughs> i'm like that's exactly what i'm fucking doing right now <laughs> i was like how the fuck did he see that and i'm like this dude like Dude, I I shit you not. It happened like three times. It happened three fucking times. You gotta send it to me, bro. I swear to God, I'll do it if you send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll fucking I'm, send I'm it to you. Dude. Yoga. That's like stretching and shit. Uh, pose. A I know. Bit I, more I, than I, that. I know. I know. I feel like I, I should. Shit. You know, I should do fucking yoga and then uh, and then go on Survivor. I feel like I'd win Survivor. Survivor. I thought like you would fucking win it. I thought like you could do it. You think I can win Survivor? Yeah. Dude, you've Dude, been I a fucking Lance Corporal fucking, fucking RO, like, fucking come back dirty of the field, bro. I seen you, <laughs> seen you like, crawl out of the fucking, like, sand, dude. <laughs> Connive your ass all the way up to the top, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll trust you. Like, bro, I was in the Marine Corps, bro. You can trust me. <laughs> On our courage commitment. <laughs> I'm committed to you. Uh, <sighs> That's the, yeah. I could do, I think I could win it, too. But <laughs> I just fucking I've been on a huge survivor kick. Did we already talk about this on this show? I don't think so. Okay, I cool. watched like, okay, all the survivor cool. seasons they had 
on Netflix. Oh, like three or some oh, shit. Dude, they're all on Hulu, bro. They're all on Hulu. Hulu. They're all on Hulu? I have Hulu. Well, you have to. Okay, so you have to pay attention because certain seasons don't have every episode in it. So you yeah. might be like watching a fucking season. And you'll be like on episode four and jump to like episode like seven. And I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? So you got to make sure that it has like 15 to 16 episodes in a season. That's a full season. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. And a lot of the, a lot of them have like a, a lot of them Hulu like have a lot of the full seasons. So it's fucking worth it, man. It's such a great, it's such a fucking great show. It's like a reality TV show that doesn't have like like production doesn't have like their dirty, grimy little fucking hands in it. You know. You know what Any- show you should watch? What? Have you ever watched Alone? Do I want to watch it alone? Dude, all right, so listen to this show, bro. <laughs> this show is, like, the ultimate, like, manhood fucking... Here we go. Episode about manhood. Here we go. Okay. So, okay. the show, what it does, it takes... It's men and women, too. So women are included. Uh, I think it's, like, 12 contestants. And they drop them out in, like, the middle of the fucking, like, Siberia. Siberia, like, fucking um, Arctic. Siberian Arctic. Whatever the yeah. fuck you call it. And they get to bring, like, 10 things with them. And then uh, the point of the show is they like hunt trap and fish but they can't bring like a fishing pole they can only bring like like um line, like fishing line and a hook and okay so this is, this is an actual like where people sign up and they go out yep, there and yep, they do this yep okay yep. okay and so uh, it's not it's not a scripted thing no it's okay, okay yeah so it's like naked and afraid yep yeah okay but um the point is uh to last like last the longest whoever can survive like out there the longest wins by themselves and, Yep. And, and how uh, many people you like said? Minimum, 12. 12 people? Yep. Can they team so, up or um, no? No. They're dropped like, they're all like, um, dropped like five miles apart. So like, they'll never like, or like not five, more than that. They're all, uh, they're all dropped where they will never be in contact with each other. Damn. Well, like where, like where are these locations at? Like where do they get dropped off? Uh, they do some of them in like, um, like the plains, like the marsh plains. And then they have another one, they have like three episodes like up in like the Arctic. And then you have another episode, I think it's in, like, Africa or something. Damn. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's, 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 like, it's like some man shit, like, going out there, getting yeah. times, like, fucking, and then just, like, living as long as you can. Yeah, and it's probably people from, like, all different backgrounds and shit, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, survivalists and, like, military instructors and fucking hippies and shit. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. That's why, people, I, what, that's why I kind of like – that's why I like Naked and Afraid as well. Like Naked and Afraid is pretty fucking gnarly. Like you get what one item? You get one item each. But isn't that like they have to reach a destination? Yeah, so you have to like build multiple shelters because you have to travel. I think it's – I think it's like 21 fucking miles. Like over 20 – you have to follow a map over 21 – like three days, like seven miles a day basically. Yeah. And so you have to do seven miles a day and then fucking, like, have to set up, like, a an adequate shelter to get you through the fucking night Dude, and, like, you would a fucking, fire and shit. You would fucking love Alone then. Because, like, yeah. towards the end, I think the longest person ever made it is, like, um, like 60-something days. 60? 60? Yeah. Six because, zero. Yeah, because, well, God yeah, think about damn. it. They drop you out there. You have to, like, make your own water, like, build your own fire, yeah. everything. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people get pulled because they'll, like, fucking starve. They'll, like, they'll be, like, ribs and bones, and they'll be like, out there, like, fucking cuddled in, like, under their fucking um, whatever shelter they built and shit. 
like, damn. Yeah, and, they, and they get, like, pulled for, like, because every, they, every week, every week they... the people come out there and they give them, like, a, um, a check to make sure they're still, like, physically fit to continue on. Uh, every week? Every once a week, yeah. Once a week? You yeah. could die in between. You could die in that week. Well, time you have a radio. Frame. You have a radio. You can call in. If you call in, you have to get picked up. What if you? What if you're not able to call in? Has that ever happened? Not that I know of. No. <laughs> it's a badass show. You should. You should fucking look into it. Motherfucker, hold on. <laughs> you just mouth and shut the fuck up. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a pretty fucking gnarly show, though, dude. Yeah, like, man. like I'm into, I'm into that kind of shit. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I'd ever do it myself. Dude, I would, I would fucking love to be able to do that. That would be badass. I don't think I, I could win it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. Well, I, I would do Survivor. I wouldn't do alone, probably. Yeah. I, I don't think I have the skills to do alone. Like, I don't think I have. I, Are those I, people that get out there, dude, and they're like be on the shore recording themselves and be like, I can't do this. And they're like, just call the boat right, right back. I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't quit that easily. There's one. Uh, I'm not going to fucking get into this shit. Watch the show. Watch the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good really? shit out there nowadays. Like successions pretty fucking good. Some other good shit. I mean, but have you been fucking keeping up with this fucking Johnny Depp shit? Yeah, I have actually. That's crazy. That I'm not surprised. Crazy. <laughs> I'm not surprised you. <laughs> That's so. It's been all over, over fucking Facebook and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Facebook media. Ooh, Facebook fucking. <laughs> I don't get my news from yeah, Facebook. <laughs> but um. Oh no, I don't like. I'm just saying, like, it's always live streaming the the trial. Oh like, yeah. Scrolls fucking live streaming it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking dude. The shit, the shitting in the bed thing, just it just wows me. <laughs> they tried to blame it on the dogs, and he was like, "The dogs are like four pounds each." <laughs> dude, like that is so fucking gnarly, bro. Like, who does that? I can understand an upper decker in someone's house, you know, like if they have the tank on the back of their toilet, I can understand leaving something up there, but fucking uh, shitting in someone's fucking bed, dude, like that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. You gotta be, you gotta be um, fucked up to do that. Cause you, that's your bed too. Yeah. Yeah. God, man. And that's because he like dumped her on like her thirtieth birthday. It was just like, nah, fuck this shit, I'm out. And fucking, so she just took a dumper, <laughs> dropped a deuce in, <laughs> under the sheets. Matt, was he like present for that, or did he like come home to that? He came home to it. God. Yeah, I think <laughs> the house. I think he said the housekeepers or something fucking called him or something. I can't remember, but. Yeah, and then that's when she was like lied about it and shit. But um, yeah, dude, like that whole that whole fucking thing is absolutely wild, and and like it's not even like a case like to prove that she like was beating the shit out of him. It was basically just a case. It's just a case to prove that like 
the fact that she released that op-ed with us weekly or whatever usa today whatever it was the fact that that was released like he lost the pirates of the caribbean sixth job so yeah six or seven whatever it is and so he lost out on money because of that so i mean just even including even including all the fucking like abuse stuff in it it's it's so fucking crazy to me it's just so crazy yeah it is so crazy like it's so toxic dude so apparently she was beating the shit out of them on their honeymoon bro on their honeymoon and the you listen to the recordings that he had yeah she's fucking psycho damning dude, dude. absolutely damning it's so unbecoming of her you know and that's here's another manhood theme like right here like the fact that you know disney was so quick to fire johnny depp before getting the full story you know and she's still able to keep her job yeah you know it's fucking crazy the society that we live in like The, he said she said and uh and that's that's the way the cookie Isn't crumbles like a petition is right now with like fucking a million signatures bruce almighty what's up is it like, like a, a, a petition right now with like a million signatures it's two million her, uh, two million two million now yeah those yeah two million signatures and apparently like she's only in it for like uh like Aquaman 2 or whatever, whatever it is. She's only in it for like 10 minutes, apparently. So, uh, I don't fucking, God, I'm fucking high. <laughs> Damn. I actually thought about fucking taking a brownie too, to be honest with you, before this. Yeah. And then smoking on top of it. Kind of glad I didn't, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started before and I had to like take 10 minutes to set my shit up in the first fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What'd you do for 420? Did you do anything for 420? Nah, I just like really chilled out, man. I mean, I worked. Yeah. So I worked. Fucking, like, yeah. You didn't do anything afterwards? Nah, I just came home and I just like smoked a joint. That's about it. <laughs> nice, nice. That's fucking dope. Yeah. There was this uh, there's this hash bash. It's called up in Michigan. I wanted to go to. Um, it's like, I guess just like thousands of people show up around like the state capitol. Yeah. It's all like smoke weed, walk around and like sell edibles and sell weed and shit. Nice. <laughs> Much nice. like uh, um, what are they called? Vendors and shit go up there and like sell. Yeah. Random shit, you know, like one of those. It's like a fair for weed. That's what it is. Dude, I wish Maryland was there. Maryland's not there yet, man. Maryland's not there yet, unfortunately. But hopefully, hopefully yeah. one day soon, dude. I mean, they're voting to legalize it here in November, and then, you know, who who knows how long it's going to take for them to actually implement it. So, I don't know, man. But... Especially if, like, Carolyn ends up moving or we end up going somewhere, like, 
somewhere other than Maryland. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I hope it's a legal state, dude. Michigan. Ah, I'd lose my mind. I would lose my mind. Would you hate to live there or would you like to live there? What, Michigan? Yeah. I don't know, man. You live, I mean, I'd be like... close to you. That'd be dope. But other than that. Dude, I think, I think you'd like it. Michigan's, Michigan's beautiful. I don't know, man. There's a lot of shit to do. Uh, no. But you know, I'll, I'll keep an open mind. I'll keep a fucking open mind. About are, you, are you a big city guy, or are you like, are you like the country? I like both. I like, I like yeah. to have both. Like, I like to have the option to do both. But you want it to be warmer, huh? Yeah, I do prefer. <laughs> I do prefer warmth. She's stationed in Florida. You'd be happy, huh? Oh, you're from uh, Florida. She wouldn't. So. She, yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't want Florida though. Like she, uh, she specifically told me that she didn't want Florida. <laughs> so, um, we're hoping it's Maryland. I think it's a high chance because her MOS is critical, so it means that everyone fucking needs her, basically. Yeah. Um. So she'll most most likely get the fucking chance to fucking <laughs> motherfucker. Raider, chill the fuck out, pussy. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. Okay. Yeah, goddamn, this dog. Just craving attention. But anyways. What were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Probably the most unprofessional episode we've had. It started so professionally. I felt like we knocked it out of the park earlier and we just (laughs) Then you started like, hey man, how would you how would you write a poem about manhood? And I was like fucking brain not moving. <laughs> you're like, I tell him just be chill. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's crazy, cool. dude. Yeah. It is, you know, it is. Wheat's cool. Oh, yeah. Fucking, you're talking about 420 and shit. Oh, yeah. My fucking, uh, we, uh, me and my buddies went down to a fucking park and played football and fucking like barefoot and shit, like a bunch of hippies smoking blunts all day and fucking watch the Batman. I rewatched the Batman with them eating some fucking bomb ass Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. It was so dope because I have one, I have one class where I actually had to like go on zoom for, and, uh, my professor conveniently canceled class that day. So <laughs> nice. yeah, I was going to skip it either way to be honest with you. But so you, you said, you said not wearing shoes. I, I, I don't know. Some people find this weird. I, like never wear shoes. Like at work, I get to like my like office. I get to my desk. I, I take my shoes off, and I walk around the office all day, like not wearing shoes. Like and in your socks every... and shit. Yeah, dude. I just fucking wear my socks. I hate fucking wearing shoes. I never. When I, when I, I get in my car, I take my shoes off and then I drive. Yeah. I fucking hate it, man. I hate wearing shoes. I think it was a Hawaii like killed me on shoes. So I wear like flip flops just everywhere. <laughs> the gym and at work. I need to get new flip flops. I fucking. Like Jimmy Buffett style, blew out my flip flops last year. So I got to get new fucking flip flops for this summer coming up because you know I'm either wearing fucking athletic shoes at work or I'm gonna be wearing flip flops probably. Like that's, yeah. that's that's how that's gonna go. Um, they're just so fucking comfortable, convenient. You know, Maryland's got Dude. pretty good summer weather. You know, summer weather here is pretty nice. Like fucking crab season, bro. Oh, 
the crabs here, man. So fucking good. All the dockside bars and shit. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty fucking sick. gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking should come out here and visit and shit. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are yeah, you planning a Steelers trip and a Maryland trip? Could. Definitely could. It's on the fucking table. Definitely on the fucking table. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to travel, man. I'm trying to travel a little bit more. Yeah. You know? I don't think uh, I don't think I'm gonna be trying to travel much soon. Got has got a baby in the way. I have a yeah weird plans ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, I totally understand that. But shit, man, you know, I'm one day the, I'm probably out of the country. I'm I'm gonna go out of the country soon again. Yeah, where would yeah. you go? Dude, I want to go to Egypt so bad. Egypt. Yeah. See the pyramids, man. You want to see the pyramids? I feel like I want. I feel like I need to. That you need to. Yeah, I feel like that's like something I have to do before I die. Why? What do you? What do you have this calling to the pyramids? Dude, there's like there's like just certain shit that like you know like you're like made like a list of things you want to do, like you know like my like your goals and stuff. Like my goal is like to go see the pyramids. I feel like that'd be something that's like one of the wonders of the world. You know, like how fucking perfect and how everything aligns to it and all the, like the fucking um what are they called like fairy tales or the fuck yeah um about like the pyramids i don't know i feel like it's cool and like i mean i like, going to tokyo is fucking cool going to uh Iwo, Iwo Jima was fucking cool show like that you know yeah yeah man yeah that's pretty there's fucking... any, any places that you uh like want to go to i haven't been to like europe yet so like Definitely big on that. Definitely want to go to Europe. Was it you that said you were going to backpack around Europe? Yeah, I was actually planning on it. Yeah, yep. right before I got out. Yeah. Yep. Since our second PTA, I just sat down and fucking planned literally my whole trip, budgeted the money, saved up the money, and then uh, I met Carolyn. I'm not saying that she fucked it all up, oh. but it wouldn't have worked out anyways because of covid so yeah. that's just what happened you know covid happened and uh yeah yeah me and uh actually my plan when i got out was uh me and gleason had a road trip planned around a big circle around the united states yeah we we're gonna i was gonna fly meet him in connecticut and we we're gonna just drive down along the coast Go all the way up through California and then back through and then right back down. He was going to drop me off in Michigan or Ohio and then he's going to keep on going. Yeah. That would have been fucking dope. Why didn't yeah. you guys do that? COVID got like hit as soon as like, yeah. I got out and you yeah. know, like him re listing and stuff. And he, he had, you know, other uh, obligations. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah, man. COVID kind of just shit on both of our parades, I guess. Like, like, it would have been nice. I felt like, and to be honest with you, dude, before I met Carolyn, I was planning on just having a one-way ticket. Yeah. And I was just, I was just going to figure it the fuck that. out, dude. I could have. You could have seen that. Yeah, you, you'd be that fucking friend. I, I could have I seen, like, on Facebook, like, 
every four months he's like in a different country. He's like posted up. Like, <laughs> don't see, don't see shit for four more months. And I'm not tight. Other country. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that out of you. Long fucking hair down your shoulders. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You'd grow, you'd grow the fucking beard out. You would probably braid it and shit. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe. Who knows? In a different life, in a different uh, universe. There's a, there's a different universe out there. Yeah, where I did that. But yeah, man, fucking. I was going to fly to um, Barcelona and then I was going to purchase um, the rail ticket called the U-Rail, which takes you practically all over fucking Europe. Um, and the way that that works is like you can purchase your ticket where you can like you can use it unlimited times um, within a month or every other day on a month, like throughout a month or whatever. So like, um, I think I was choosing the one where, um, I could like three days on three days off kind of thing where like, I would, I can use it within three days. And if not, I had to wait another three days. So that would give me time to spend some time wherever I was at, like whatever city I was at. So I was going to had a whole map like planned out of from Barcelona, like moving up through Spain and then like Southern France and then try to shoot up real quick to Paris, shoot back down to fucking um, Southern France again and then um, go along like the Alps into Italy. I really wanted to do Italy and then back up through um, like, fuck, where was it going up through? Oh, through Austria and then Germany. And then from Germany, I was going to shoot over like to Cologne, which is in like the northwest corner. And um, and then go over like 40 miles, like four, or 40 kilometers to the west is um, in the Netherlands is where my family's like name is from. Like it's called Maastricht. And I was going to go visit there. And then if I wanted to leave... I was going to fly out of Cologne, probably stop in the UK, and then bounce back to, like, JFK in the States. But if I was going to stay, I was going to try to find, like, pick a country that I had been to that I think I could stay in and work and just right figure in. just figure shit out, you know, out there, you know? Damn. Yeah, man. Damn. I had a whole plan just to basically, like, What's that fucking book that they made into a movie, like Into the Wild kind of thing? Yeah, it's Except... a crazy movie. Yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> so it's fucking wild. But like, yeah, just the kind of just, I don't know. I wouldn't say like a clean slate, but I don't even think I felt, I don't even think I was like necessarily like running from anything either. You know, like I don't feel like I'd, I'd be like running from something. I feel like I would just be kind of like, for lack of a better term, somewhat on like a spiritual journey, just making yeah. sure that I got a lot of shit done, um, like on my bucket list before I decided to start the rest of my life. Mine was the reason I wanted to drive around the country is because like I wanted to see like America, like it's yeah, full, you know. And I, I get it, I did get a piece of that already. I uh, when I flew to Vegas, pick up Mitch, bring him all the way back. We drove, mm. I mean, from fucking. Las Vegas to Jackson, Michigan, did it like 40 something hours, 42, 44 hours, something like yeah. that. And that was fucking, but we had to see, like driving through the desert was probably the coolest fucking thing ever, man. Yeah, that's so gnarly. Oh, dude, it's so cool. I like, just seen how like, 
like the pictures are and shit, you know? Yeah. Sick. Even at night, was it like dope as dope as fucking night? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like, you like see stars, like, like yeah, like, you're, like you're on the Big Island, bro. Yeah. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah, I fucking the only tri- I took a trip up to see Chris Kiak in Connecticut. Yep. Saw him. That was like the farthest one I think, like five and a half hours. That was good. It was fucking nice up there, you know. Spent yeah. some time with him, his family, and shit. And that was a real fucking good time. And then he actually came down and visited me. Yeah, like a year ago, almost a year ago to his date. Yeah, yeah, he came down and visited me on his birthday. Um, we spent it. We spent his uh, his birthday here. Um, yeah, it was a good time, man. Like, I'm trying to find some time. I think I'll have some time to maybe go up to Jersey to see some guys too. Like. Uh, before Carolyn's graduation, so we'll see. I'm trying to see like, <laughs> trying to see like Arco and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> this motherfucker, dude. I'm just gonna fucking have to. I'm gonna put him down. Like, I'm gonna put him down. <laughs> motherfucker lost his goddamn mind, but. Yeah, man. So, shit. I think we fucking yeah. basically covered everything, yeah, man. We covered it, yeah. Like, and then some. A lot of high rambling, but a lot of constructive, you know, dialogue <laughs> about the poem. <laughs> how would manhood. you describe it? <laughs> how? Yeah, exactly. Like, how would if you guys can get through the ranting and <laughs> and stuff? To these questions i definitely want to uh poise them to and encourage you to ask yourself like what do you what do you think about manhood how would you correlate m- modern manhood to to rudyard kipling's if poem like how about uh, this week while uh reaching out to uh when somebody served with how about you send somebody this oh yeah your opinion of it great idea great conversation idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to your buddies. Send it to your fucking buddies. See what they think. Tell us what you think. You know, comment, send us an email, whatever you want to do. But yeah, fucking, I'm glad we really got to do that. It just fucking, I felt like it went fantastic. It was fantastic, so it's nice. I'm going to fucking an outro here. Well, here we are. You stuck with us all the way to the end. We thank you for listening. We want our listeners to know that if your pack becomes too heavy, don't drop it. The Veterans Crisis Hotline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. If you'd like to enjoy more content, don't forget to subscribe, Semper Fi, and keep rolling on. Yuck!